0: Hello and welcome back to the Yellowthill Podcast, Season 1, Episode 3. And and welcome, how are you? very good i'm still working on this intro bit a bit nervous um only our third episode fourth episode somewhere around there so mm-hmm. still getting used to this whole thing
1: yeah and we have an elephant in the room we do
0: we do um if you're watching on youtube there is a person to M's left we're not going to acknowledge him right now um he's going to be a silent guest for the first about 10 minutes and then we'll get into why he's here yep. um, but on youtube he'll be blurred out and we'll have some questions as to who he might be or what he is or if he's even a person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Have you muted his microphone?
0: I have, so he's um, completely silent at the moment. Hmm. Um, Yeah, we'll get to him in a bit. Okay. Um, Firstly, I just wanted to thank everybody that has shown their support to our channel. Um, We've had amazing feedback from everybody and we just really, really appreciate the texts and the comments and stuff that we've been getting from it, um, keep it up. It's awesome to to hear that and hear how um, it is helping you guys and how it's opening doors of conversations between people.
1: 100%. Um,
0: yeah, we really enjoy it. So.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, thank you so much. And like when we started this, we essentially were just wanted to make it a challenge to ourselves um, to start oh. this project. And we basically said like, no one's going to watch this. And even if one person just like stumbles across it and happens to watch it and happens to get something positive from it, then that's like even more than we could have hoped for. So yeah. the fact that people are watching and are saying nice things and letting us know how it's helped them with themselves or like helped them understand their partner better, like we've had some really cool yeah, conversations um, have been started around – Watching this. So thank you yeah. guys so much. And please do continue to watch if you're enjoying it.
0: Yeah, and keep letting us know um, what you get on the tests and stuff. A few people are sending texts saying what they are. So yes. that's very exciting. Thank love, you very much.
1: We love a result. We yes. love to know <laughs> um, what you've learnt and, and what types you are. Um, yeah, so keep letting us know. Like, we love it. And if you have any requests or suggestions, um, let us know those as well.
0: Yeah, we're open to to all of it. You did want to cover something just before we get into our guest.
1: Yes, I did. So this is the um, kind of the topic of trauma, I guess. I wanted to do a little bit of a disclaimer um, because, from, you know, going into the enneagram stuff, a lot of it is around um, experiences that we've had as kids growing up and just at various points throughout our lives and how those have affected us both in a positive way but also in a negative way um and I just felt like I wanted to address this because both of our families have been supporting us and watching the podcast and giving amazing feedback um but (laughs) I don't know I'm very conscious (laughs) of the fact that like if I'm like oh my childhood fucked me up or like my parents didn't meet my needs in this way like it breaks my heart to think that like either of our parents or family members or anyone would watch this and think, "Oh, I failed as a parent," or "Oh, I was a terrible family member," or something. Yeah, because that absolutely is not, not the case. Like we were both very fortunate to have very yep. loving parents who were present and gave a hundred percent and made sacrifices for us. And every single person has trauma, no matter what kind of family you come from. Um, yep. It can come from. Just, you know, parents who are doing their best but obviously didn't know certain things at the time or school environment, um, cultural environment, the country you grow up in, um, you know, friends, like literally it comes from everywhere.
0: There's so many different factors that Mm. contribute to trauma and um, in no way, shape or form have we had any trauma from like our family or our parents. Um, They've done everything they possibly can to um, give us the best lives.
1: Yeah. I mean, I so. think – I guess what I do want to kind of stipulate is it's not that we don't have trauma from our families because we do. It's yeah. it's that they were not actively abusive. And just because – so, like, just because a parent is not actively abusive doesn't mean that a child does not gain trauma from their upbringing in some way. Um, and that's everyone. So that's, like, our parents would have had unmet needs from their parents and – you know everyone is just from you know different generations especially the generations before us Were yeah like we talk about we um in like the end when we spoke about the enneagram type one um a lot about like you know strict upbringings and things like that because we're from south africa which um compared to australia where we live now is a lot more um it was quite strict it was like Mm. there was a lot more
0: yeah i mean i guess parents have to be a lot stricter in south africa because you don't have it's not as safe as australia yeah there's no public transport you don't like there's so many differences between the two mm. um and that results in the stress level of the parents going up and mm. their strictness because they worried about their child's safety more and all of that's so, like there's so many contributing factors towards it yeah, and the um, school
1: system as well being stricter because yeah. there's more at stake for not achieving and things like that. Yeah, And when we say that, we're in no way bashing, I guess, like anyone's nah. culture or country that they come from. Like we love where we grew up and we love where we live now. It's just yep. we're being honest and we're being real and it's like every experience and every place has pros and cons and no matter what life you've lived, you will always – have some sort of residual trauma from experiences that you've been through because that's just the human condition. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and yeah, like various different cultures will, you know, affect you in various different ways. Um, and the pressures of the society you grow up in will affect you. And when, yeah, so we're definitely not trying to blame any individuals. Um, most people are trying their best. Obviously, some people are mm. not trying their best. And that's when it falls into the lines of abuse or neglect but that's kind of what I wanted to yeah like talk about it's just because you have great parents or people who love you and care about you doesn't mean that they don't make mistakes and doesn't mean that they're not always learning as well like they are just people yeah and we're people and you know everyone's just just doing their goddamn best exactly you know it can be hard
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah so we just wanted to say that (laughs) Um, (laughs) if we are ever talking about yeah trauma or this need wasn't met where it's everyone experiences this and if you're watching this and you're like oh yeah like I don't want to talk about this with my mum or talk about this with my partner because I don't want them to feel like they've They've done something wrong or something in some way it's that's what's so hard about confronting your trauma and one of that first Mm -hmm. step is like the people who love you often unintentionally contribute to your needs not being met or to traumas happening to you in your life, not because they're terrible people or because you're a terrible person, but because that's the nature of just being a person in general.
0: And that's part of the reason why we we want people to do these tests is because it's easier to understand where people lie and the lines of communication between them. Mm. And that allows those conversations to happen and you learn a lot about each other and... Those conversations might not be so daunting when you understand what someone's love language is. Mm. Or, yeah, it, it opens a lot of doors. It opened doors um, for me this last week with Mama. We had a really yeah. good, like, two hour conversation about things, which was awesome. That's cool. Um, so, I, I think we're doing the right thing. Um, I'm sorry to anybody out there that we have offended. We don't mean to do that. Um, we just want to try and bring things out and allow people to. Open that door of communication with their loved ones or their friends or family, Mm. um, and hopefully, the result of that is having better, loving relationships between them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And to understand as well that, like, if you have contributed to someone's pain in some way, you're not a bad person. Like, you did your best. Like, that's just you're a result of your environment just as much as anybody is. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You only know what you know at the time.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so I feel like we covered that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if that was weird. I don't know. I just wanted to, like, address that because going forward we will be speaking about... Um,
0: yeah, some pretty intense things. Just, like, maybe. hurtful,
1: painful experiences we've been through. And, yeah, and, like, everyone's been through those. So, yeah, definitely. But, yes.
0: Shall we address the elephant in the room?
1: Let's address the elephant. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we have got Luke... Here. So Luke is my partner, um, and we're doing Enneagram type threes is what we're going to speak about. We were going to go and order, because and we did type one last week, we were going to do type two. We did not have a type two handy <laughs> <laughs> for an interview. We have an abundance of type threes. As
0: we find the types, we will do the videos. So. Yeah,
1: we'll, we'll jump around as people pop up that are interested in um, being interviewed. But I'm a type three on the Enneagram, and... Luke, who's probably unblurred. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, unblurred. he's
0: unmuted, unblurred. Luke, welcome to okay, the podcast. How are you? you want at this
2: point. <laughs> um, yeah, three also. Also a three. Also a three. Yeah. A couple of, pair of threes. Just a pair of threes. Parathrys.
1: Parathrys and a, pair a one. Bases. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Feeling a bit lonely on the end here. <laughs> Why? Because you're a one. Because <laughs> I'm one. <laughs> you're outnumbered. But, one. but both Luke and I are and INFJs. And yes. So. And
2: yes,
1: yeah, so that's what we're going to talk about today. So we've got two Enneagram Type 3s, me and Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke and I, I don't know. And then we've got two INFJs on the Myers Briggs, um, Pete and Luke. Mm-hmm. But they have different Enneagram types. So Pete is an INFJ, but Enneagram Type 1. Luke is an INFJ, Enneagram Type 3. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both 3s, but I'm an INFP. He's an INFJ. So we're just going to talk about how those things look different yep. um, and just compare and contrast, get into some details.
0: Yeah all right
1: should we jump into it let's jump into it let's (laughs) go all righty so enneagram type three um Mm -hmm. we've got the basic so enneagram remember is all about underlying motivations the why we do what we do um so we've got the basic need um of a three is to feel we want to feel like we're achieving we're impressive and we're validated and the basic fear of a three is that we're worthless. Um, I guess that's as much as <laughs> i just sad and worthless. Sad and worthless. <laughs> sad and worthless. Um, do well, you un- re-
2: undesired, depending on...
1: Undesired?
2: Your... Mm. Uh, depending on your...
1: Function stacking. Yes. Yes. So function stacking, remember last week we spoke about um, how you've got social, sexual and self-preservation.
2: mm
1: mm-hmm. um, And Luke and I have different stackings. So I'm a social first. So when you're a a three and a a social first, um, it's very much about threes want to craft an image um, that other people are going to approve of, be impressed by or validate. So um, when you're a social first, your primary function is your social group, so society as a whole, your social status. Yep. Pretty much everybody, <laughs> like and yeah, if you're a social yeah. first, it's like you have this people pleaser, you want to please everybody, you want everyone to think good things about you. Um
0: you need validation from others as well. Yep. As Correct. many people as possible. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um it's about your <laughs> reputation as a whole, mm. and like all of that. So Luke is a sexual first, which means so if you're a sexual first, your primary focus is um, your close intimate people. So primarily a a romantic partner, um, and or like you know very close friends and family can sometimes fall into the sexual realm as well. So as a three, um, a sexual first three, Mm -hmm. also called a sexual three, which (laughs) (laughs) um, is yeah. So that's like you, I guess like you mentioned desire. So a sexual first three is all about making yourself and adjusting yourself so that you present as desirable as possible Mm -hmm. to attract a mate. Yes. Yes. That is exactly Um, it. That's correct. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Um, Did you want to give us examples of like why do you, let's just say like, how do you think you became a sexual first three? Like is there anything in your past that you feel contributed to that?
2: Yeah, I would say two things made me a sexual first three. One would be early life. Um, my mum, who we're on very good terms now and a very good relationship now, um, but when I was younger, she had issues and that kind of thing. So she had to – I actually moved here from England, from Australia, when I was five. Welcome. um you say welcome, <laughs> says the South African who r- moved here after I did? Um,
1: I'm just welcoming the immigrants.
2: Welcome to you first. I, um, and so she mo- She had to go back to England. She did originally move across with us first, um, but then she went back to England just because she had mental issues that she couldn't really cope with without her family around, that kind of thing. Um, and so as a child, I think you take that on board as a little bit of a abandonment or at least... A rejection. A rejection, because you're a kid, you don't understand. So yes. it's just you mm-hmm. take – I guess I took it – I never thought of it consciously at the time it's or so at any point in my life until I was yeah. older. And I uh, realised, okay, so I saw that as a rejection. And then even from a very very young age, I had a more view of like just wanting to be accepted by a, a female like, yep. Yep. Um, and be wanted mm-hmm. by a female. So I think that definitely started it. And then I think what's really – uh, nailed it in was through school because um, I'm an only child, so my social skills were terrible, and uh, <laughs> Don't my
1: excuses.
2: yeah, just um, and uh, I uh, just wasn't cool or anything like that. So I um, was told quite a bit by other students <laughs> in, in classes uh, that um, no no girl would ever want me or anything like that. So and you're, that's, that's you were told by
0: other students that no girl would ever want you,
2: yes. Oh, like, like, yeah, literally I, I had exactly those words said to me like no girl will ever want to date you. Jesus. And like I was weird, so it was <laughs> Not, I mean was. like yeah, kids say stuff. Like, kids bully all yeah. sorts of different. Any basically kids can be cruel. well, anything. Oh, if
1: there's yeah. anything, yeah, everyone has been picked on for something. Yeah, mm. yeah definitely.
2: Yeah. Uh, and I think that's what just solidified it as um, mm. my kind of drive in life um was definitely make myself as appealing as possible to find someone to be loved by. Yeah. Yep. It worked.
1: It, it worked. <laughs> I and know. I nailed it. So
2: there you go. <laughs> you can achieve your dreams, kids.
1: <laughs> it gets better. Um, oh, lovely. I mean, terrible, but I'm glad that you feel like you. Ah, but it's
2: just one of the things you don't, I wouldn't change anything. I like who I am yeah. now. As, hmm. long as, as long as you like who you are now, there's no point in thinking if oh, I could change this or change that. It's just. Everyone has trauma. Like you you said before, everyone has trauma.
0: It's a very good point of uh, not wanting to change anything. Mm. Like I don't think any of us want to change anything from our past. Like it's led to this exact moment where you're on life and who you are and what you do and the way in which you function. So, Mm
1: -hmm. And if you do feel like you're not happy with where you are, you can change things. Like obviously not from the past, but you can work on – Yourself, your issues, your life, you can change things Mm -hmm. moving forward. So you're not stuck. Um, It's true. Yeah. So, those, the ways in which you were wanting to sort of present yourself as more desirable, um, was that physical, mental, emotional? Like, do you have any examples? Well,
2: basically, I think all decisions filter through that perspective. So, it's any choice you make can be like, how will this make me? So, like for you, for being a social first, like, how will this make me? Uh, make more friends, or like, mm-hmm. how will yeah the great the greater amount of people, greatest amount of people like me mm-hmm. based on these decisions? And for you to be like your moral morals and everything like that, and mm-hmm. um, or being impressive, definitely because that's the three
1: mm-hmm.
2: is being impressive. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and but so not too impressive that people um resent you. So it's like that fine, fine balance, balance of like yeah. <laughs> I want to be good at things that people are impressed, but I don't want to be so obnoxiously good at things that no one likes me. So it's kind of like. Mm um it's like choosing. getting
0: 70 percent on the test because you know you can get 90 but you don't want to i've never you've s- done that yeah you'll still <laughs> stand out
1: <laughs> i think it's uh, yeah it's more just like knowing the answer in class and not raising your hand because yep. you don't want to be like a know-it-all um but then when you're like quietly writing the test And no one can see what you're writing, then I would like give 100% and like get a good grade. But like, and then people would be like surprised. And I'm like, I'm not an idiot. I just don't want people to think I'm a giant loser, which is so like, Mm. do you know what I mean? And it's, yeah, that's just how a three thinks. Like, I'm not saying it's a good way to be or a bad way to be. It's just that's how my mind works as a social. So for a
2: sexual three, even just physical choices, tattoos, piercings. Uh clothes, hairstyles, it all goes through the initial filter of like, I'm not gonna pick anything that would make me less appealing. Mm. It all has to go through to be more appealing. And then if it does. And I did originally try to filter my career path through that. I've been in mentally been through every single what we what you would deem slightly impressive mm-hmm. career path, usually in the realm of I would call it hero heroism, mm-hmm. of like army firefighter police all those sort of things yep. um and looked into each one and realized quickly <laughs> they weren't for me <laughs> but that was my my initial thoughts were these were going to make me like and give me Appealing a, and, to ma- and also make me physically fit yep. and all those sort of things hmm. just that kind of that's that's the filter of it yes which now I'm saying it out loud sounds creepy <laughs> it's
1: <laughs> It's not creepy. It's just that's what you're motivated by. Yeah. And you probably maybe in your it's mind... It's the creepiest
2: of the three. Because, okay, it doesn't sound as bad to be uh, trying to present yourself socially as, like, so people like you, That friends can come wise. across
1: as, like, a smarmy businessman sociopath, though. Like... Can. I not guess. that it is. Yeah. It's, not like, <laughs> desperately it just wanting <laughs> yeah. friends and people to like me. But it, mm. it can be kind of, like... Threes, that's why, like, there's healthy threes and there's unhealthy threes. And Yet. unhealthy threes can definitely be manipulative, mm. I think, because we are consciously – it's not like a one who just, like, you have your values. And mm-hmm. I don't know, do you, are you relating to what we're saying or are you a little bit like
0: – No, no, absolutely. I mean, I was social – I mean, sexual first for a long time and now I'm more self-preserving. I think that's just the the state of my life where it's at and all of that sort of stuff at the moment yeah um but early 20s is definitely about going to gym yeah playing like i always had to be in the a team or the first team or Mm -hmm. like i remember being when i first moved to howick they put me in the second team for hockey
1: big mistake and my first
0: week there and i said to the guy next to me i was like i'll be there next week (laughs) and i pointed to the first team and i was like you just have to do it. Like, yeah. it, it's not a – it's a requirement.
1: So just out of interest, was the motivation behind that um, so that girls would like you because you were, like, a first-team player?
0: Well, I was new to the school, so I thought if I was in the first team, then you'd make friends easier and, like, people would like you and, like, it will
2: mm.
0: Yeah. Um, isn't isn't the case. Yeah. Because, as you guys <laughs> say, like, when you get – too good then people hate you for being too good if you're not good enough then people just think you're a loser and yeah you can't play sports like it's that <laughs> in between <laughs> so regardless of if it's like academic or sports or like your physical appearance or it's a balancing act yeah yeah
1: Interesting, because you're a type one, but you are a sexual first, social second, Mm -hmm. self-preservation last. That's your typical stacking. But we were discussing last week that um, self-preservation used to be quite low for you, Mm -hmm. and recently you've really been prioritizing it and bringing it up to balance that out. Yep, absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's not something that you naturally have always thought to do. It's something that you've made the conscious choice of, I should pay more attention to this to be healthy. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, Yeah, and then... So threes. <laughs> threes, yes. Um what were we saying? We were saying that um yeah, so you kind of you know, planned out your tattoos, your piercings. That was Plan. all with the intention of like yeah. being attractive to girls. And then
2: I would say even becoming trying to be trying to be funny and like yep. learning how to be funny was all just I could I didn't consciously do that, mm-hmm. um, but I definitely mimicked people that I saw and I think I only picked role models that were a desirable person like yeah. and i literally would copy them because i knew that that's
0: so is I, is that where it comes from like you would determine who you saw
2: say in a magazine
0: or in a tv program mm-hmm. or anything and be like oh yeah that's a successful person or the girls like him yeah then okay, i'll take cues from that
2: yes definitely okay. i would copy that sort of yeah 100 just because honestly i think when i was younger you used to hear the line of like when any girl was asked what do they like in a guy the first thing they'd say is funny most Mm -hmm. of the time Mm -hmm. and so i think i just took that on board as like okay gotta be funny and so just and but not it's not some things have been conscious like tattoos obviously a a conscious thought Mm -hmm. but personality traits that i have created in myself were subconscious i think more on the way i didn't was like i'm gonna be funny it was just
1: you'll get there one day Someday. Um, (laughs) I didn't say it was, (laughs) just someday. (laughs) You are objectively very funny, though. I'd be so nice to you (laughs) you. (laughs) on the podcast. (laughs) We build each other up in this environment. But in our
2: home life, it's a whole different thing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She beats me. Although, not a joke. Like, domestic violence is not a joke. Yeah, no, it's Um, definitely not. It's such a weird thing of, like, what can we joke about, hey? Because I'm, like, just I don't want anything. to offend anyone. But then I'm, like, I also know. just want to be ourselves and just, like, say silly things. Yeah. And I think we do want to just go for, like, the raw and real and mm-hmm. just be, like, we do not endorse violence, but also, like, we can joke about it.
2: Comedy creates discussion. So if you don't joke about it, then no one can talk about it. Yeah. sure. true.
0: And we want people to talk about everything. Yeah. We don't want people hiding behind doors and exactly that, like...
2: Oh shit! Yeah, exactly. cannot talk about that. Then the discussion mm-hmm. doesn't happen at all.
0: Exactly. Yeah. You, we need people to talk about. It. We mm. need people to have these conversations.
2: So and comedy can be a good entryway to a yeah, bad absolutely. topic. It's an easier way to broach it. Yeah, through laughter, it helps.
1: True. Um, but yeah, that's interesting what you were saying about how you look at how other people do things yep. and then mimic that because that's exactly what I do as well. Like it qualities. will be specific. Quali- well, like nitpick qualities from yes. like I would never like because as a th- social theory, like, this would be cringy. but mm. I would never, like, pick one person and copy everything about that one person because no. then you're a weirdo. So it's like... You're then you're a weirdo. <laughs> well, <laughs> and only then. <laughs> and only then. Um, but it's sort of like, pick, okay, I like this about that person mm-hmm. and I like this about that person. Yep. So I'm going to try and just... It's not just blatantly faking it. It's actually genuinely no, absorbing those qualities and developing yeah. them in yourself to the point where you actually have them yes. and it becomes you're like oh I actually worked on my humor or I worked on my people skills or like I have this one friend who she just has these beautiful like hostess skills and she will even when we just go out to a restaurant she'll always like get the the table water and just like go around pouring everybody's glass of water and I remember like looking at that and thinking mm-hmm. I'll be taking that <laughs> and, and now I do that and then people yep. cut, people say oh thanks and I'm like I got that from my friend Melissa. Yep, it's inspiring. <laughs> 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 like just little things here and there that you like, and then you just absorb them into your personality. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. So threes are very much like chameleons. Yep. Um, so another thing we wanted to sort of touch on with threes is how we can be different depending on our environment. So everyone, to an extent, can be different. Yeah, you know, you you behave differently depending on where you are and who you're with. Yep. Um, but it's more so maybe for a one out of respect like you might not be like swearing in front of your grandma definitely or. not <laughs> <laughs> um whereas like for threes it's more sort of um how like how would you explain it? do you I, i'm a social three so i might do this a little bit more than you but
2: you do it more than i do it's i'm mostly the same around everybody
1: Maybe I'm trying to explain how I do this. I'm also my tri type is a three five nine, so that is the it's called the triple hidden um type. So, it's it's really adaptable. It's like I will almost like take on the vibe of who I'm around and like mold into that. So, mm. and it's not even on purpose. It's I'm not like a calculating like creeper. It's literally just I'd re- do it without realizing I do it so as a result like i'll have friends from like all different types of circles that are all completely different people and then i get really anxious about like bringing them together for a party or something because i'm like these people have nothing in common (laughs) like hopefully they get (laughs) along um because i'll have like one little bit of a quality in me that will like really resonate with that person and then a total another part of me that would resonate with that person um and i i don't magnify it but i just sort of tap into it and use it to connect with different types of people because ultimately social firsts what we value is connection with like different mm. something greater than ourselves you want to connect with a group so yep. i will essentially subconsciously adapt myself to a group for the sake of harmony and connection
0: so in saying that you do have a party coming up yeah <laughs> how is that gonna or how are you feeling about it?
1: um Different ways. So basically, yeah, like I used to have a lot of like birthday parties when I was up to the age of about 13. Um, and then high school I had really terrible social anxiety and I had like one or two friends, but I didn't have like a big group. I didn't have tons of friends to invite to a party. Um, I was very shy, which is fine. It's a fine way to be. But, yeah, so I haven't had a big um, – and then I graduated high school. Then I moved here and I didn't know anybody. And then it was just mm. sort of like it's taken me years and years to build up enough friends to throw like a big <laughs> party you know yeah. not that anyone like you wouldn't even think to you wouldn't even want to do that probably no. you guys no Whereas i don't even have <laughs> like, a big party for mine yeah so i for me like as a social three i'm like okay cool i feel like i'm at a point where i can like throw that big party that i've always dreamed of having um and never like i guess had the like tools to have um So now I'm, like, super excited about it. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I'm, like, ready to bring different groups of people together and have enough confidence that I can, like, host everybody and make sure – you know, flip between groups and make sure everyone's comfortable and make sure everyone's having fun. Mm. Um, But, yeah, so very excited more so than nervous. There are a little bit of nerves in that I am worried that because my various different friend groups don't know each other and might be quite different and not have anything in common that I just – I'm worried about awkwardness, I guess. But I feel like that's a normal concern. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, but I think also the party environment um, yeah. allows different types of people to mix without yep. that awkwardness.
2: Yeah, I think um, so. I've
0: it's it's a great way for everyone to get together and get to know each other and mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. So yes. not that I would do it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I um, think Luke's on the same
2: page. We, we just don't get anything out of it. No. Like, and like you'd have to be a social first to... Properly enjoy it. Yeah. 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 I'm a social last. so You're a social last. At least last. Pete's a social second. So he's got yeah. a little bit more of caring about that. Oh,
0: him. you see, I did that because I threw a party with um, one of my friends. Our birthday's on the same day. So we threw our 18th together. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, first and last big party like that. I right. want to do it again.
1: Yeah. Did you enjoy it or how did it go? Um,
0: I think it went well. <laughs> 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 have to remember it to it, well. <laughs> it was a long time ago um, No yeah I think it went Really well And everyone that Was meant to be there Was there So mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah That was yeah. good um, Definitely Don't think I would do it now Yeah yep. Rather just Close friends and family Yeah like, yep. I prefer yeah. small gatherings Yeah like exactly
2: kind of A bit more intimate Yeah Which I just prefer
1: yeah, because you guys are both sexual first, so it makes sense that you yep. would prefer. And I don't, I enjoy a small gathering, but I just get like such a kick out of like, <laughs> a big one. You know, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's just yeah, ju- you just enjoy that. Mm.
2: Also, yeah. I'm not a drinker, so yeah, I don't, that I don't drink at all, so it doesn't.
1: That would be, I would, I would hate my, uh, to be I, sober yeah. at any social event. Yeah, nobody likes. Unless it's literally that. a small group of close friends, then that's different. But that's, that's that explains a, yeah, why you like whole, that.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not something that.
1: People Is that why that. you don't remember your 18th?
0: Oh, no, we didn't drink on my 18th.
1: You didn't drink at your 18th?
0: No, not at that party.
1: Oh, did you have another party that you drank at? Yes. Oh.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, no, this party was strictly no alcohol-friendly kind of gathering, and then we had a different one somewhere else. Ah, oh, there you go. So, yeah.
1: The old after party. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I would say, yeah, so you can definitely identify how your experiences growing up have led you to be someone Uh, who... Because your fear is that you're undesirable Mm -hmm. and that you will be alone and not find a partner who wants you. Yes,
2: Um, but it completely changes once... Not completely, but, like, once you find a partner, mm -hmm. obviously, I I think that being a sexual first... I'm talking more about sexual first than three at the moment, but... No, it's um, interesting. (laughs) That it's... One of the easier things to be just because it's the easiest to achieve. Like as in like you can, you can't, there's, ne- there's never going to be enough friends or if you're a self-preservation first, there's not, you're never going to be secure enough that you don't want to be more secure or that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. like with a with a sexual first, at least if you find a partner who's a good partner, Take- obviously if you find a crap partner, then <laughs> that's different. <laughs> and I have had bad partners and you, you still feel that kind of, mm-hmm it's missing but then when you find a good partner uh uh-huh um you it's it's ticked off then and then you you sort of turn more into a um I don't call it a social first but like uh, my priorities are not priorities but like my need to be impressive less so gravitates towards you because you do a very good job of making me feel like just me as is is impressive, mm-hmm. that it kind of extends to, like, your family mm-hmm. of, like, so, like, I just want to be impressive to them now. It, like, it's yeah. it always, that's the three. That is the three. No, I mean, that's not even the sexual first at that point. That is actually the three of it extends of, like, I just want to be impressive to them now. Yeah, And maybe that's because you're a social first and so I, <laughs> I know that. wonder if that's
1: got something to do with you as a chameleon, as a three, taking on the values of, not a wider social group, but your partner. Yes. So now that like you and I are together, yep. you're starting to value some of the things that I value because yes. you're almost like taking on some of my qualities. I think so, yeah. Yeah,
2: that does make sense, and I think that's what's happened. Yeah, and would also like because Good.
1: I'm like close with my family, and mm. we hang out with them a lot, so that would make sense why you wanted to impress it. I feel like if maybe like I didn't care or like I wasn't close to my family, I didn't then then I them, wouldn't
2: be fussed at all. You yeah, hundred percent. I wouldn't yeah. be. Trying to impress somebody you didn't care about impressing. Mm.
0: Oh. Very interesting.
1: There you go. Threes are very much. You know, in the the Greatest Showman, um, they sing that song. I'm not going to sing it very <laughs> no. like, Come on. Never enough. Never, never. That
2: great one. song. That great movie. For me,
1: for me. That one. Yep. That is a three, and that's probably like a social three as well, because it's like he like achieves it, and then he's like, "It's not enough. I need more, anymore, anymore, anymore." And that's yep. threes. Like that's why. Yeah, we're called the achiever in whatever it is we're choosing to achieve in because it's like we achieve one thing, we get that little like hit of dopamine Mm -hmm. from it, and then we're like, okay, what's next? And then we rack up these achievements because it's like we're just addicted to that achieving. Yeah.
0: So on that note, I mean that can be very unhealthy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you're always trying to strive and push and for the next, 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 next. Mm -hmm. How How do you guys stop? How do you settle? Have you discovered that or do
2: you... Someday. (laughs) (laughs) Death? (laughs) Is that... I think that'll do it. Maybe. Can't guarantee. I'll probably continue. (laughs) Should we experiment? (laughs) Test Um, it out. Test it out. Let's just see. Uh,
0: Like, is there a point where... Like, your relation... You're talking about finding M, right? Yes. Is there a point like that Mm -hmm. that you can put onto other things in your life?
1: You did mention... Sorry to jump in. Go, I wasn't <laughs> saying anything. Oh, <laughs> you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't jump in on your train. Don't of
2: interrupt my thinking. <laughs> Go ahead. What are you s- um, so.
1: I just like hijacked your thought train there. Um, that yeah, you did. You did mention that like. When you were single, your whole focus was yeah. on finding that point 100%. Out. And now that you're with me, your focus is branching out into mm-hmm. other things, so yeah. other areas of your life, for example, like it's your hobbies, like your woodworking so much re- stuff. more
2: relaxing. I can actually fo- – like, because woodworking I never thought is something that would be impressive in any way, really, mm. and it's not actually um, – not in that way. So now that I've, I'm with you and that's all, all good, um, mm. I, yeah, I've, I'm like, okay, I can just like – do stuff I want to do now, uh. which is like you should already be doing that before you find a partner, but sometimes it's just one of those things.
1: Yeah, I relate to that 100%. Like once mm. you've achieved your main goal, then yeah. you can start being like, ah, oh, now I can relax. Now I can do something for fun. Yes. It's not that it's not fun. That's Achieving why it's Achieving goals is very fun. Social f- first. But, um, yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> you're just looking at us like what oh gosh if you're a three watching this are you relating <laughs> comment below if you're not a three do you think we're sociopaths
2: spam f in the chat if you agree with this
1: <laughs> a Pog Champ.
2: luke will answer all of them
1: what, <laughs> what luke will answer concert? all the comments i'll answer every single one <laughs> yeah. um yeah threes yeah fun um Yes, oh, what I did want to talk about is wings as well. So yeah, we have different wings. Luke is a three That's with a different. four wing and I'm a three with a two wing. Um, so mm-hmm. two. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm laughing at my one, not yours. <laughs> yours isn't funny. Mine's funny. <laughs> All right.
0: Four wing.
1: Okay, go four wing.
2: Four wing? You want to explain four wing? <laughs> can explain I can explain it? four wing. So three with a four wing and a four, which you guys weren't touched on fours yet so not we yet
1: briefly um touched on fours and their search for unique identity and yeah their so uniqueness yeah as player. long as you yeah
2: uniqueness covers it great yeah. so three with a four wing is that i want to be the most impressive thing and also the only one doing it so like for instance like i mentioned before i looked at being in the army not only did i want to be in the army i wanted to be in the sas that
0: would be a pain in the
2: ass <laughs> like <laughs> oh. i and I was so like, yep, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to yeah. achieve it and it's going to be easy. And like, obviously not. But um, <laughs> like.
1: It's like there's one position available for that and I will be having that. <laughs> yeah, like that's
2: insane. Like, but you could, tr- you could try. Yeah. Um, but and honestly, like yeah. maybe
1: if you did really want it enough,
2: mm-hmm. you could. Oh, yeah, it's, anything's achievable with enough hard work to some degree. Um, but to that, that's three with a four wing is most impressive, but also the most unique. Mm-hmm. And if somebody yeah. in my nearest vicinity, vicinity is doing something that I'm trying to be impressive at and they either do it better than me or just like are also doing it, I'm a little bit like, you know, go get your own thing. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, that's, that one's taken.
1: Are you a little bit like you would change your thing to be a different thing if it were that thing was already taken? Wow.
2: Or
0: do you compete? Does a competitive nature come out?
1: No,
2: I'm not, I don't like being competitive because um, I usually lose. <laughs> So there's no point for me, um, but no, I wouldn't change it. I would just, yeah, I would actually change it. I'd stay in the same thing. If I'm, if it's something I'm passionate about and good at, um, I would just modify it to be a unique version of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, if it was, like, woodworking and someone we knew was a carpenter and they built, like, a, like a, like a thing that has a candle in it and stuff and was about okay. this big.
1: Like a cactus in the middle and like like a cactus, candle Yeah, like, like one of those
2: things. Yeah. Pulled it out of my head at random.
1: Gave it to my mum for Christmas yeah. Yeah. last year.
2: If it's, for instance, at Christmas, who knows? Hypothetically. Yeah, if that ever happened, I'd be like, oh, well, woodworking is my thing. But <laughs> they're a carpenter and so I would do more fine detailed stuff that's... Okay. Using wood machines and that kind of stuff, and that's how yeah. I would make it my own unique version. But it sounds like a five-year-old's mentality. We're it just we're just talking
0: hypothetical, hypothetical situations yeah, here. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> Nothing like
2: that has it, ever happened.
1: It doesn't sound like a five-year-old thing. I think that sounds very valid. I mean, also being a three, I think. That <laughs>
2: <laughs> but the four part of it is the part that's like being impressive is fair enough. The right?
0: f- the four part of it is a pain in the ass part. Yeah, like that's the 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 kicker. Mm. It's like you wake up in the morning, you see someone, you are like, "That was my th- oh was damn nice it!" Now I have to go find like
1: yeah. Alice. <laughs> <laughs> my sister, my younger sister, is also a three with a four wing, yeah. and she's always brought up in conversation as siblings growing up, even from a young age. Like, so Emma's good at this, and Meg's is good at that. What am I good at? Like, what's my thing?
2: You got to have a thing. She, you
1: always have to have a thing. I have to have a thing. Yeah. And then like, what's my? This is your style. That's your style. What's my style? Like, mm-hmm. she always ha- very like. Um, wants to just carve a niche and then just be so yep. good yep. at that 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 she's thought when you think of Alice you're like oh she's like the boho girl or yeah,
0: the, the, the uniqueness
2: yeah yeah I'm the shoelace guy. That's shoe-lace it. Very true. <laughs> I change my shoelaces every time yeah. <laughs> people see me, so they're like, "Wow, a whole different shoelace." <laughs> You've That's been crazy. The, the watch
1: guy. The um, I wasn't a
2: watch guy. You I wore a watch. I've people never seen him wear a watch. Uh, that was in school. I used okay. to. He's not the
1: watch guy anymore. Someone else got a watch, and he was like, "I oh, <laughs> <laughs> guess I'm out." Moved
0: on to shoelaces.
2: I I did have a watch that actually used to um, tune into TVs and DVD players. If you, oh. it was like it's a, actually an old technology that people just don't think to put into watches. But I found mm-hmm. one on eBay um and then in school i just used to mess with the movie as it was playing if they were playing the movie and especially it was a documentary That's so good just rewind it teach it after get up pause do it again like and yeah we had, to, we had fun with that in class
0: yeah i had one of those flip up with a little calculator calculators?
2: Nice. yeah those are cool <laughs> you guys
1: are watch guys <laughs> watch guys
0: all right so three with a four wing mm-hmm. three with a two wing yes two wing.
1: two wing um three with a two wing how is that different Um, Also a three, I guess the two is like the helper. So rather than – I definitely, yeah, I don't have the mentality of like I want to carve out a unique little niche for myself. I'm very much more like how can I be – how can I like reach my potential? Threes are very scared of like – I'm very scared of like failing to reach my potential. That's probably one of my biggest fears, Um, especially if I feel like I have potential to genuinely help people or genuinely make a positive difference in the world. Um, this is the two stuff coming in. I think is mm-hmm. like the helper, yeah. the wanting to make a positive difference. Um, I want to. I feel like I want to use my skills that I've gained as a three and channel them into helping people. Um, and if I'm not doing that, I very much feel like I'm failing. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I guess that's kind of like how the the wings would differ. Mm-hmm.
2: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Cool.
1: Cool. Very cool. Any questions? Non three.
0: No. Um, it's all good. I'm happy with being a one, thank you. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. No, I I mean that's that's the beauty of it. Like everyone is, is different and like I wouldn't want to be in Luke's shoes. Like I don't want that. Even with his cool wing. shoelaces? My
2: shoelaces are
0: cool. <laughs>
2: Just take the shoelaces. I'm gonna leave the shoes. I'm gonna
0: get you glow in the dark shoelaces.
2: <laughs> oh, nice. There we go. I don't see anybody even that level of dark to people even know that they're glow in the dark. <laughs>
0: We'll have to get you to run down the street at night and just see these little shoelaces Watch going bro.
2: Yeah. Watch those laces.
0: Um. Yeah. No. No questions from me. Um. Pretty happy with being a one, and I share your two wing. So.
1: Yes. It's
2: also going to be the place that you're most comfortable being the thing that you are because you're that because it was going to because it's the most comfortable. Like yeah, you You yeah. developed those qualities because that was going to be the the easiest not the easiest thing for you to be but. Yeah, the easier thing for you for you to be. Yeah.
0: It's it's your natural instinct to be that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it helps you through life um being that. It's the best it's how you thrive individually. It's by you for you being a one us being threes is just how we navigate life. Yeah. Mm. So it, that's why you wouldn't want to be the other ones because I'm like you you would think those problems sound worse than yours. They're just the same. Yeah. No, exactly.
0: Yeah. That's it. It's I'm familiar with being a one. Yes. And that's what gets me through life and that's what I've pretty much always known. So that's what works. Mm. That's why, like, if we had a swap, I'd be terrified.
2: Yeah.
1: When we were doing your interview about being a one last week, Mm. I was stressed. (laughs) I was like, I could feel it in my body. I was like, I couldn't do this. I couldn't carry the weight of the world on my shoulders the way that ones do. Like.
0: You touched on the, the two wing being the helper and the, um. Always feeling like you you have to help people, and if you're not, you're failing. Yeah, like Are you that. Two
2: wing or nine wing? Two. You're two wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You're not. Yeah, you're not nine wing. Um,
0: yeah, not a peacemaker.
1: Oh no, you're a boat rocker. <laughs> <laughs> For sure.
0: Thanks, Sam. Um, but yeah, it's um, where was, where was that? Helper two Hel-
1: two wing. One of the
0: two wings. So. Yeah, yeah. So it's very much like trying to hold up the world kind of thing if you're mm-hmm. not – if you feel like you're failing every day if you're not helping people. so, And especially the people that um, are very close to you and you know could do with it. Like you constantly trying to figure out ways in which you can help them or what you can do.
1: Interesting you say that because you're a sexual first. So – your priority mm-hmm. is the people closest to you, your family yep. and your close friends that you want to help out. For me, it's like the world as a whole. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I want to like put stuff out there that's going to help people. I want to help as many people as possible, reach as many people as possible, make things accessible. Like, um, yeah. yeah, it's just interesting how that's like wh- the, the difference. our focuses are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, should we talk about, in Enneagram, the second function down? So like social first, sexual first um Uh, yeah that's kind of your realm when you have something as your first function that's where most of your focus is so that's where you have a lot of anxiety around because you want it to be perfect Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't mean you're
2: the best at that as well your first (laughs) function doesn't mean it's what you're great at it's not it's (laughs) like once
1: you've mastered like in you have highs and lows in that realm so when you're having a high it's a high like when that realm is going well for you it's the best you'll ever feel Mm. um but a lot of the time you'll have a lot of anxiety around Mm -hmm. that particular realm um Because you care so much and you're such a perfectionist about it.
0: It's definitely the one that stresses you out the most. Mm. Oh, yeah. And tends to, when it goes bad, it goes bad. Yes. Like, it explodes. You rarely hit that low point. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. And um, the second function down in your stacking, this is your comfortable function. So this is the one where it's like, it's so effortless to you that when other people aren't good at it, you're like, what an idiot with no common sense. Because it's so second nature to you. Yep. That it's... It's easy, and you're just so effortless at it. So, um,
2: two's the easy one, for sure. Um, so the second, second one, the second one. So, for example,
1: you have self-preservation second. Yeah. So anything in the realm of money, saving money, managing resources, logistics, anything. Yeah. Making sure
2: everything's in order of life stuff. That's that stuff's easy for me.
1: Super. You're really good at it. Mm. It's like you you hardly have to try.
2: Honestly, I think the funny thing is it kind of shows that the only reason you're not as good at certain things is more just fear. And your second realm, you don't really have as much fear yeah. in it. <laughs> so there's nothing stopping you from being good at it because you're not a, you're confident in it, in yeah. fact. So the more confident you are at something, the better you'll be at it. and It kind of self-perpetuates from there. But the top realm, number one, the uh, sexual first for me, mm-hmm. is like that's where all the fear is, which kind of can make you bad at it. Yeah. Um, that's a light
1: bulb moment for me. Yeah, like we are so I limited remember. by our own fears. Yes. And then... You want, like, just enough so that you give a shit, but, like, yeah. your lowest function you're just going to forget to do. Yeah,
2: it's not that you're bad at your lowest function. It's just that it just doesn't really it's crop up on your, your radar. radar. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're s- sexual seconds, so that's why relationships and close connections are, are easier for you. They don't You don't panic about them or anything.
1: I definitely don't panic about them. Hmm. Um, yeah, nothing I ever do is with the intention of attracting a partner. Like, I'm always just, like, outliving my life, trying to meet my social function, and then, like if a partner comes along, like, that's great. But I'm never, like – like, even right – like, I'm always kind of, like, a bit of a mess. Like, (laughs) I'm never – you get those people that are always, like, they have to have their makeup done, their hair done, looking their best, looking their sexiest, looking their most attractive.
0: Just put together.
1: Put together. Like, attractiveness is always on their radar. Whereas for Mm -hmm. me, it's very much just, like – maybe if we're, like, going – no, do you know what it is, honestly? It's, like, if I'm going to be in a group picture with friends.
2: Yeah, because you used to. You used to go to work Mm -hmm. every day with makeup on. Yeah. uh, Because – and not in any way, shape, or form to attract a partner. It was to not be – because that was the most socially acceptable thing to do or yes. something along those lines.
1: Because of the work environment I worked in. Yes. And then um, I started working in an environment where everyone would just – it was a call centre, so, like, everyone's just chill, wears whatever. And no one really put makeup on as much, so I sort of stopped doing it. And then I started feeling more confident without makeup. Yeah. And now I'm just sort of like, oh, yeah.
0: do not have to wear it.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting. It's it's very for me socially motivated rather than attractiveness. I'm like if my partner doesn't love me for what I look like, he doesn't belong in my life. Like do you know what I mean? Cuz yeah. that yeah. that level of whereas a sexual first would be like, oh my gosh, like I don't know. Like you just you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't take that attitude of like you know, love me or leave me. You'd you'd sort of be like I will put that extra like effort into attract somebody maybe.
2: Yeah, 100%. You just that's what you try your hardest at.
1: You try your hardest at yeah. it. Yep. Yeah. So I have sexual seconds, so it just means that into close intimate relationships are somewhat easy for me. Like I find it quite, I find it very comfortable. Like just like anything dating wise, like yep. flirting, going on dates, like I find that really fun, easy, comfortable. I enjoy it. Like it doesn't give me anxiety at all.
2: Would you say that came from? Correct me if I'm wrong. Just never in your life, particularly having any, uh, like a partner not being available, like at, at any point in your life, you've there's been boys that have been interested in you.
1: Probably. Yeah. So like, like
2: it doesn't feel like something that isn't attainable to you.
1: Yeah. And not that, you know, boys are lining up down the street to date not me. in that way. Like literally just like, oh, when I was in like grade four, there was like a boy that had a crush on me. So that kind of, at, even from a young age, it was like, oh, someone will want me. Yep. You know, whereas if you're in primary school and you're worrying that kids are actively telling you that no one will ever want you like that mm. would fuck you up like yep. yeah yeah um yes and then you have social second mm mm-hmm. which is my first function so that's your second function so it's kind of like you love to go to a party and you just chill and like have a good time yep would you say you have social anxiety yep you do mm mm-hmm. so it's like
0: uh, that's why i'm struggling with this because I feel
2: like everyone has social anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm a, I'm a social last and I still get social anxiety with the right combination of things happening. Yeah, yeah. It's such a confounding
1: up. variable. And I think like, yeah, most people are anxious. and Maybe like
2: extroverts aren't. Because we're all introverts. Yeah, So maybe extroverts don't get social anxiety.
0: Because that's where they get the energy from.
2: Yeah. So that's probably why we all have it. But yeah. maybe they don't as well. Sure, some of them do, but that might be it. I don't know.
0: But... um. Yeah, it, I enjoy a good party, enjoy hanging out, doing things with friends and all of that sort of mm. stuff. Um, but the anxiety of it, yeah, a lot of the time it's like oh, a lot of self-doubt and l- that sort of stuff le- leading up to it. Mm. And then majority of the time, once you're in that environment, then you're completely comfortable. Yeah.
1: Okay, so it's more beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you're stressing about um, all sorts of stuff. Um that is probably irrelevant, mm. and you shouldn't have to worry about. Um, and then once you get into that environment, you realise that you're just being an idiot. Yep. <laughs> and you move on and you enjoy yourself. So yeah, yeah.
1: So that's social second, and then yeah, self. Pres- you have self preservation second, social last. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, social last is really interesting to me because like I'm a social first, and yep. I'm like, how can someone just not care about the world? But it's not that you don't care about the world. It's just that you don't think, <laughs> <laughs> you don't think about it as in the way that I think about it. Like, like I would like be like, oh, but how, like, social systems and like oppression, just, and you're just like, that's not. On, you don't think about that unless someone's actively like telling you about it. And then yeah. even still, you're just like, uh, oh, what can we do?
2: Yeah, just, I'm just yes, I just never. I guess the other two just took precedence, and the third one just falls away to the wayside. But. Yeah. Um, I was an only child, so socializing wasn't. But I was only raised by one parent, so there's minimal amount of people in my household already.
1: And your dad was not. particularly and, and my social. dad does.
2: He's not. He doesn't. I think he's a socialist as well. So mm. um, he doesn't care about that stuff either. Uh, and so yeah, I just my mindset on it is like, who am I to worry about the world? I'm one person. The world is a world. <laughs> That seems like someone else's problem. That
1: stresses me out. (laughs) Yeah, it's your problem. That's the thing. But, like, I'm like, we have to care. We have to worry. One person can make it change. Um, But.
0: How's that turning out?
2: (laughs) Is it fixed yet?
1: Well, that's the realm in which I'm very idealistic as well. So. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Because idealism. Idealism is always in your first realm. First realm, idealistic. That is true.
1: So, would you guys say, as a sexual first, you're very idealistic when it comes to. Family, close friends, and partners. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. As in, you have very high standards for what you want that person to be like, or you want your family relations to look a certain way, or. I don't know. Uh,
2: Not the second one for me. Yeah. I I think. I do have high standards. Uh, Yeah. Very high standards.
0: The older that you get, get they kind of just. you learn to understand that everybody's their own person, mm. Mm. and you can't control your standards for your family. You can't project that onto your family. Mm. No,
2: yeah. Would you guys? Do you, reckon, do you guys reckon? Um, first function idealistic, second function realistic, last function pessimistic. Because yes. I'm very pessimistic about like the world. I'm like, eh, the, I can't fix the world. No one can fix the world. It's the world. It's too big. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so like, big. It's, it's so big. What do you? What, don't worry about I'm it. I'm walking. I'm walking. Um, and then the second function, you're realistic. You're very realistic about relationships. I would say you have a very good mindset on what a relationship can be, what's achievable in it, how it should be, those kind of things. And I'm that way with self-preservation. Like I'm mm-hmm. very realistic about what's achievable, money-wise or anything like
1: that. You're probably that way with the greater social sphere then. Mm-hmm a social second like you are quite realistic about like um what's a, the balance between idealism and pessimism when it comes to what we can and can't change in society yeah
0: absolutely um i know the limits yeah there like you go it's yeah
1: i've i've learnt the limit like <coughs> recently like i'm yeah still you're learning. Getting, like i'm my natural state is very idealistic about yep. the world but then i get very disappointed
2: Idealism can only last for so long Mm -hmm. because that's the thing. Is it's like it's it's not realistic. So eventually, you're going to have so many experiences that don't meet the idealistic realm, and it's just going to push you down into some form of realism. Yeah, it
1: comes your or too far into
2: pessimism. I think it
0: it just (laughs) comes with age as well. Mm -hmm. Sure does. Yes,
1: because I'm. Oh, sorry. No, go go. Do you want to? No, you go. Okay, Um, because yeah, I'm self-preservation last and. It feels like a chore for me, that one.
2: Yeah, that's the funny one for me to think of. How can that be (laughs) last? How can. (laughs) Your both self preservation last well. It's such a chore.
1: It's like, oh my gosh, I've got to like pay my bills. (laughs) You've got to look after yourself. I I I mean, I pay my bills. (laughs) Like, I just put them like automatically in on a. Like an automated thing, and then you yeah. just go, and then I'm just like, okay, I don't, uh, it's like, oh, tax that's, that's
2: at least you do, as long as you do that, just not paying them is insane, though.
1: I must say, don't pay your bills, do pay your bills. But like, you sort of like, you enjoy it, like, you kind of, I, like, I
2: find it extremely satisfying, like, setting up a direct debit <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: just so it's like, ah, oh, that's no. all sorted, that's ready to go, good.
0: I need, I need someone to manage all of that stuff I for me, please. I would
1: literally rather kill myself. That's yeah. why i do it for you. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> a, that's a self-preservation last thing as well, is like I would kill myself before I do X, Y, Z. like yep. <laughs> yeah. We don't even care about staying alive sometimes. We're just no. like, our cause, or like, uh, mm. I can't be bothered. Just like, oh, suicide. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Well,
0: on that lovely night, um, <laughs> I think we're going to call it here. We've been chatting for about an hour.
1: Oh, cool!
2: That went cool.
0: Time flies, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Amazing. Did it, sorry, I know you're calling it here. Oh, we didn't. <laughs> we didn't um, compare INFJs with different Enneagram types.
0: Well, we have to have another episode then.
1: Do you want to? Do you want it to be like a clean hour?
0: Well, I think if we dive into that, then it's going to be like two hours. Really? Yeah.
1: Like INFJs, I do I reckon. I don't know. Like, you guys, I'm not. I'd be quick. I'm not being controlling. Could you want to just do it for like a quick five, 10 minutes just to okay. finish it off? Well, let's see. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. I feel let's like go, I've hijacked go. what That's you wanted fine. to
2: do. No? Well, let's. We're doing it. Do it. Go. Yeah. Okay. What, <laughs> so, <laughs> what are the differences? I don't want to upset anyone. <laughs> You're not upsetting anybody. INFJs.
0: <laughs> Emma's hijacked podcast. Here we go. Okay. INFJ, INFJ. Yep. Enneagram
1: one, Enneagram three. Mm. Okay. yeah. Um, some of the noticeable differences between you guys. Any suggestions or like did you want me to jump in with some or?
2: Uh, in Depending on what though. Yeah.
0: Okay. Are we can't comparing um, Enneagram or Myers?
1: You as a whole. Okay. So I would <laughs> say oh. – <laughs> Okay, he has a beard. He doesn't have a oh. beard. Okay, no. What I would say is let's just go – you're both INFJ. Okay. But I would say – you're quite chit chatty mm-hmm. and you're more um introspective and quiet mm-hmm. and you do obviously contribute a lot to conversation when it's something you're really passionate about and know a lot about and want to contribute to
0: yeah i won't just talk for the sake of it though Yep.
1: yeah whereas like the three over here like you love to entertain you'll perform you'll talk about anything with it's anyone. always a reason to talk <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that's yeah that's Enneagram, not Myers-Briggs in there. Yes. Yeah.
1: So that's the difference because you guys have the Myers-Briggs, the same type. Yeah. So you can't just – that's what's important as well. Like if people are trying to find their Myers-Briggs type, for example, and they're like, oh, I'm an INFJ and I read in a description that INFJs are quiet. Um, No. Like, for example, you are an introvert but you're chatty. Yeah. And then, like, you're chatty in some situations but not Mm -hmm. all the time. Like, do you know what I mean? So – um, yeah, and then values and things as well. It's like if you're an N and an F, like an intuitive feeler, very values-based people, but those values might look different depending on if your Enneagram type is different. So yep. the values of a type 1 would be different to the values of a type 3. Yep. So your values might be always making sure there's a good mood in the room. and
2: Yeah, well, especially in a workplace, I think the difference between me and Pete is like if I'm in a workplace, um, I'm trying to make it fun, Less so about performance or the right way to get everything done or anything like that. I'm more like, let's just make it a fun environment and I'll do the work, um, (laughs) but just in the easiest way. I prefer easy rather than right. Um, Whereas Pete obviously is a one. Yeah.
0: It needs to be the right way. Yeah. Perfection.
1: Even if it's harder?
0: Yeah. Well,. I'm learning now, not so much. Mm. Um, time is money. <laughs> <So laughs> time is money. <laughs> we need to get stuff done. Um, is money. Yeah, it's that balancing act between doing it properly or creating something that will do it properly and getting the job done in a timely manner.
1: So for you, it's almost both. It's like, how can we be efficient, but also easy, but also this, but also that, and then you'll fine tune it so that you end up with this perfect system.
0: Yes, if I have a budget. If I don't have a budget, I'll probably spend the rest of my life trying to figure it out yeah. and getting it absolutely perfect.
2: Wow.
1: There you go. And that's two INFJs, yep. but the one versus the three. Mm-hmm. Um, something I did want to touch on about threes as well is resource management. And I think this is something that every three I know does, which is um, you manage your resource. Like you said, you would, you want to do like the easy way. You want things to be fun and easy. Yep. And that's definitely what threes do is kind of like – how much we want what we're getting out to be worth it. Yes. So what you're putting in has to be worth what you're getting out. Whereas like, I don't know, potentially other types might be like, you will just put in regardless because it's the right thing to do. Even if you don't get the exact results you want, or even if people don't respond a certain way or is that correct? Or would you say Um, you're also the same thing of like, it has to be worth the effort. Like
0: there is definitely a line like you, you have to get something out of it. Mm. Otherwise not worth doing it. Um, but there's definitely situations where you don't get anything out of it, um, but you feel like you have to. Like do – uh,
1: Have to do the right thing. Yeah. So it, It's,
0: it's a, again, a balancing act. Balancing act.
1: Yeah. I feel like the goal for most three is, like tell me if you don't agree with this, is like – Minimal effort for maximum reward. Yeah. Like <laughs> and when you put in more effort, you get so much reward. Yeah. But we're always thinking, how can I get the most for like doing the least? And <laughs> in, yeah. in that way. Not not so like in a bad way. No, I, I, I
2: agree with that.
0: How do you decide then? How do you get into a situation and go, I can do ten percent of this and get a hundred percent reward?
1: adapting i think
2: just you got to work it out and then you still so got to pick which times you want that to happen yeah i guess most times it's you don't, <laughs> you don't you don't
1: go straight in and just do it straight away yeah. day one it's like you feel it out you do it for a while you try different things trial and error adaptability yes. see what other people might are doing you start at 100
2: percent and yep. work your you, and then you ease off until you're at the lowest point of effort okay
1: threes are always about adapting yeah adaptability like yep. that's how you I don't know, like evolve and like mm-hmm. that's I don't know adaptability for me is huge. Whereas I feel like for other people that wouldn't be on their radar like as much. No. Yeah, no. not as much. Not no. as much. No. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <But> yeah, that's, <laughs> well, that's Some cool. differences. Some differences. I don't know, and then similarities as well. I think is just like you both care a lot about as an I, so INF two INFJs. You guys are both very very well, efficient. Efficient, yeah, mm-hmm. Js, <laughs> very efficient. Um. But also just very warm and and caring in how you interact with people. Yeah. Um, You're very good listeners and...
0: I want the best for the people around us.
1: Good intentions. Yeah. Yeah, You genuinely are very aware of the feelings of the people around you and you want to do what you can to make sure that the people around you are feeling good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's definitely something you have in common. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so sorry, but now yes, please, please (laughs) please lead us. I can
0: finally (laughs) say goodbye. No. Um... (laughs)
1: Dying to leave.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. Um, this has been good fun. Yeah. So
2: covered some good stuff.
0: Yeah. Leak, thank you very much for being on.
2: That's okay. I that hope fun. you come back. No. No?
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was it. You promised. Oh. <laughs> we'll get him back. We
2: might I'll have double to. Double my him. fee next
0: time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> M, thank you very much for being on the show again.
1: Thank you for having me again.
0: Um to all our listeners and everybody watching, thank you very much for all your support, your comments, everything. Um, it's been greatly appreciated. Yes. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Yep. Um, question everything. Yes, make Especially up your me. own mind.
2: Especially <laughs> you. Just, just just question me. <laughs> Especially <laughs> question me. Yep.
0: Um, make your own decisions. Make up your own mind about where you're at, what you want to do, um, and the information coming in. And we hope to. See you next
1: time. See you next time. And love yourselves.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And don't run with scissors.
0: (laughs) Don't run with scissors. Thanks, everybody. See you. Bye.